What's up, guys? So we're following up our most downloaded episode today with another appearance by Matt Eberhardt, our state OHV coordinator. How's it going, Matt? Good. How are you, man? Good I'm, to see you. Thanks for having us again. Good. Thanks for stopping by. You guys just got here. Yeah, we're <laughs> doubling down on Matt's today. We got Matt with Tread Lightly here today to talk about OHV responsible use. So Nice. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I just relocated to Arizona in September. Oh, nice. From Utah, so, uh, but excited to be uh, here in, in Arizona and, and be a resident now. We're practically neighbors. We both live in Surprise. <laughs> That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're really excited to tell you guys about a, a partnership that Matt's been working on with Matt and Tread Lightly because, um, you know, throughout the years, and it has been years now, you know, we've been working here for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, Neil was saying that your podcast was one of the most downloaded ever, and that's because your OHV program is super popular in our state. There's over how many miles to see? How many acres? It's something like 40,000 acres of designated OHV use in Arizona. Yeah, so we actually have about 50,000 miles of uh, motorized trails here in Arizona. So we got lots of riding opportunities available for both residents and non-residents. We actually have a huge population of not only winter residents, but we get people that come from across the country and even the world. I've gotten calls from people from um, Switzerland. Hey, we want to come ride, you know, trails in Arizona. Oh, we've wow. heard, yeah, yeah, we've heard about all the great opportunities you have, and, and we do. I mean, we have essentially a year-round riding season because when it's cold up north you can ride down south and when it's cold down here you can or hot down here you can ride in the in the cooler uh, mountain area so and that's the best get, part about living in arizona no i sure. agree there's always something to do regardless of the time of year and you know we put together a pretty good resource online that we're kind of continuing to work on to kind of get people that want to go explore Arizona to check out new exciting places. Cause there's so many places that people go. And it seems like a lot of times they go back to the, the same staging areas because they're, they're comfortable and they know what they're going to get out of the ride, but there's so much Arizona to explore. Yeah, definitely. So like you mentioned, we're working to upgrade our, um, internet presence to have more information, more materials available to the riding public. Um, Specifically, we're working on our Where to Ride page and giving that a big facelift thanks to you, Neil, and all your help with that. But essentially what we're going to have is two statewide maps available for people. One will be for what we call our Show Me Ride program, like you talked about, introducing new and inexperienced riders to um, basically novice type trails where it's um, a day ride that you could do with your family anywhere throughout the state, ranging from 40 to 100 miles. Um and so those are great day ride opportunities. The other map is going to include just a list of a comprehensive list of staging areas, who the land managers are, how to contact the land managers, and as well as digital downloads of those files for how to access those staging areas. So that's a great resource we're working on. Those KMZ files are cool on there because people can go on the website and click on them. And they can actually visualize on an aerial photo, right? It's like a satellite image of the the ride and they can see exactly what they're getting into. Yeah. With the, with the show me ride portion, it's essentially, like I said, a, a day ride laid out for you and you could download that digital file and put it on a smartphone tablet with whatever type of app you're using. Um, whereas the show me ride section of the, of the, or the where to ride page will more so be, here's how to access that specific staging area. And then you would contact the land manager to gain more information on what trails are there. So. 
familiar with what this is all about, you should definitely go back and listen to that first episode that we did with you, Matt, on on off-highway vehicles. And But there's a huge community, and they're riding because they love our nature, and there's so much to explore. For people who aren't using these motorized vehicles, I think sometimes there's a misunderstanding about why they're so great or why people love them. And I think that comes you know, falls on us in our program to make sure that we're educating people about the joys of this type of recreational activity, but also the responsible way to use these resources that we provide in the state. So maybe you can talk more about how we're working to help educate OHV users and make sure that we're making this a great program for everybody who uses our, our outdoors. Absolutely. And, and, you know, unfortunately, because we are loud and fast, we kind of get a bad rap of you know, not being responsible. But I think the the vast majority of people that recreate off highway, and again, that's going to be four wheel drive vehicles, side by sides, ATVs, dirt bikes is kind of what we define as off highway vehicle. Um, I think the vast majority of that community wants to be responsible. Um, so we're doing programs like our dealership program where we've put together 10,000 off highway vehicle backpacks that we're going to distribute to rental companies and dealerships that are filled with maps and information on education programs and how to contact us and where to go and information on our parks, information from the state land department, the Arizona Game and Fish Department, um, those types of partners. For that information, you said that you recently did an event and people couldn't get enough of these resources. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we recently attended the Santa Water Expo out at Lake Havasu State Park. Um, and it was huge. We talked to like 2,100 people, just our booth, giving out map packets and education materials and coloring books for kids from the National Off-Highway Vehicle Conservation Council, information from Matt's organization, Tread Lightly, talking about the tread principles and riding responsibly. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes education is press hard. There's five copies. You're getting cited, like, because you just done something so blatantly wrong. But I think, again, the vast majority of people that recreate off-highway want to do the right thing and they want to know how they can do it right and that's our duty to to partner with the you know companies like tread lightly and our marketing folks here right and that that's awesome i'm so glad that we're taking steps to uh you know take care of this so, so that everybody can get along out there because at, at the root of it everybody's out there loving the outdoors and we all do it for a little bit uh different reasons but i kind of want to get into how we're going to partner with matt and tread lightly and what that's going to look like for the ohv community in arizona yeah i mean matt hit a lot of the, the things that we're focused on i mean education is really important for us um the, the reality is, like we just talked about, there's a lot, there's all these new users that are out on the trails. Some of them don't have the knowledge or experience uh, or, or background. And so a lot of the things that they do are just, you know, it's kind of out of ignorance. So it's, it's really important for us to pass that. Uh, that educational knowledge along. Um, so the and I non-motorized vehicle users, people who are out hiking and doing different forms of recreation on foot or biking, they're familiar with the leave no trace principles. And Matt, you were saying tread lightly sort of has its own principles similar to that for OHV users. Yeah, it, exactly. We tread lightly and. Uh, 
it leave no trace were created about the same time and we were originally created as part of the forest service um if you can believe it from a from a motorized standpoint tread lightly was created about the time that the three-wheeled atvs were oh, yeah. coming into existence <laughs> oh, yeah. classic the, vehicles now exactly yeah. the forest service saw like okay this is going to be something we've got to address uh, so that's really the time that Tread Light was, was created. Uh, we stayed as part of the Forest Service for about five years, and then we were broken off into a, into a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, but Leave No Trace has what they call their travel principles. Tread Lightly has what we call the TREAD principles. And TREAD is an acronym. Um, so T is travel responsibly. R is respect the rights of others. E is educate yourself. A is avoid sensitive areas and D is do your part. And, you know, one of the things that we do from a content standpoint on our website is we take those kind of high level principles and then start to break those down into individual uses. You know, what is that? What does the tread principles look like for somebody that's out on a trail with a UTV or they're out on a trail with their full size four wheel drive? That's awesome because it's different. It's different for each type vehicle type. So it's not kind of a one size fits all. You guys are customizing it to each type of uh, trail use. That's freaking awesome, actually. So what were some of the projects you guys addressed this year or how many or like what what how did 2021 look for Tread Lightly and what does it look like going into 2022? Yeah, so we really have three focuses at Tread Lightly. Um, So the first one is stewardship. Uh, so the reality is because of this influx of trail use, um, there's a lot that's happening to the trails yeah. <laughs> themselves. Yeah. They, they need cleanup. They need restoration. They need support. And, you know, in terms of the land managers, the, the land managers, they're not they don't have the resources to deal with this influx that we've seen. So someone like Tread Lightly has to come alongside of them and support that. Uh, so. The largest number of projects we had ever done in a year was 25. Um, somehow we figured out a way to do 50 um, in 2021. Nice. And wow. we made a commitment back to our board at, at our annual board meeting in October to do 100. Uh, so you're going to double it every year? Uh, at some point, that's going to stop. Right. <laughs> like, wow. Well, how far can we keep going here? Let's uh, squeeze all the juice out of tread lately. Yeah, uh, our, our team of 10 has a limit at some point. <laughs> right. uh, like, we understand that. As a state agency, we have head caps and head counts. And so we're we're used to working with less. And I mean, last year, our, our grants and trails team gave out $22 million for recreation. And I think our agency revenue was 26 so a team of three doing right. that. And, and I think that's a great way for us to be able to partner going into 2022 with you, Matt, is you have projects that need to happen. And in the off-highway vehicle revenues, we, we receive revenues from those off-highway vehicle decals as well as a portion of gas tax right. that we then turn around and use the majority of. I think we retain 12% for our operating expenses, but the rest is for for OHV decals grants. So, well, I'm going to take that a step further because I think, and I've heard this, not just in Arizona, I've heard it across country. Um, You know, we've got clubs, we have individuals, they want to do work. Um, You know, it's back to that D of the tread principles. They want to do their part, but they're like intimidated by a grant process. So what I would say is reach out to Tread Lightly. It's something that we do regularly. I mean, we apply we apply for you know multiple grants every month. Come to us, partner with us, talk to us about what that project is. You know, if, if we can get behind it, we can do the work to get the grant request done. 
um, and you know, let's get the funding and let's make it happen together. So don't, I'd really encourage people, don't let that process be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's people that, that are well in tune of, of how to do it and reach out to us. Um, the funding's there, which Absolutely. is amazing. Yeah. We, right now we have about $4 million available in off-highway vehicle dollars for off-highway vehicle specific grants. And we joke that we're available nights, weekends, and holidays. We'll meet <laughs> so, with you. We want, we want to see the dollars on the ground and being used. Right. I want to clarify this for the listeners. So the money that you're talking about comes in from the, the sticker that they purchase, and then it goes back into projects that make OHV recreation better. Correct. So essentially every five years we're required to do what's called a trails plan. So 2020, we just finished up our trails plan. And basically what that does is it talks to the non-motorized and motorized community as to what they value most in recreation and trail use in Arizona. So we get priorities from that that drive our essentially scoring criteria to say this is a you know this is the highest level priority from the community and those projects based on their you know the different scoring criteria score better or worse or whatever um, but yeah we receive decal dollars from the non-resident off-highway vehicle decal that's sold by the Arizona Game and Fish Department we receive decal dollars from the resident decal sales that are sold by the Department of Transportation as well as a portion of the gas tax. So it fluctuates month to month, but yeah, we... So when people are using this program, they're pouring right back into you know, the use that's awesome to make it, we get that question a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And, and if people want to know, Hey, where is my money going? You can actually visit our website. We have a couple resources. Um, we have a three year, um, a three year window of grants and what was awarded in the last three years. And then we also have a history of off highway vehicle decal granted projects, which goes back to the beginning of the program. Is that on that one map with all the dots on it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's an interactive on our awarded grants page. So I think just go to azstateparks.com. I'll put the brands. link in the, the yeah, show we'll notes because we got to put uh, tri- Matt from Tread Lightly's contact info in there and a bunch of stuff. So, I mean, just check in the, the show notes for everything we're talking about. So I just want to yeah, let you know. Uh, yeah. Like, as you said, there's an interactive map that you can select the funding source. So you, if you wanted to look at Land and Water Conservation Fund or the Recreational Trails Program, which Jeff will talk more about when you guys do your podcast. Right. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can look specifically at off-highway vehicle use and see where across the state we've awarded and how much and what the project was and all that. So it's all there on our website and it's a great resource. I, and I kind of wanted to ask both of you this same question since you're both like super tapped into the OHV industry. What is one thing that each of you thinks is the most important piece to um, to grow the, the OHV community in a, a safe and responsible manner? Well, I mean, obviously education. Yeah. Um, but for me, for personal reasons, uh, wearing your safety equipment and being responsible when you ride. And I was 18 years old, just, you know, senior year of high school and some friends and I were out riding and I had my helmet on, but I rolled and separated my shoulder. Oh man. Yeah. See a trend here. Right. Um, no, my helmet saved my life then too. Like, so I'm two for two wearing helmets in accidents. They do happen. Even if state OHV coordinator is your job title, they can still happen. Right. Unfortunately. Um, but wearing that safety equipment makes a huge difference. And then obviously anyone under the age of 18 is required by law to have a helmet. So if you're riding with your kids, uh, friends, neighbors, whatever, make sure that they're wearing a helmet, make sure everybody's wearing their seatbelts and the side-by-sides. That's a huge, huge thing that can make a 
life or death difference. Oh so yeah, hundred percent. That would be. That would helmets be my... can be cool. I think oh, there can yeah. be like a stigma around like, oh, my helmets. We actually same thing. We were talking about boating safety with Ron Gaiman and his personal flotation devices. You're probably thinking the same thing. What is the stigma with the safety equipment? You can actually, it's cool now. Like get your individualized, personalized helmet oh, yeah. and wear that safety equipment. It's not, it's not only life-saving, but hey, you look like you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. One of my daughters has a unicorn helmet for a bike. Do they make those for OHV? <laughs> I'm sure you could. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen some pretty wicked helmets out there that are, that are pretty sweet. So I'm sure that they exist. And nice. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be my takeaway. It's just making sure that more people are aware. You know, kids being required by law to wear helmets, and then um, just wearing your safety equipment when you get out and wear your seatbelts. What about you, man? Yeah, I mean, education is huge. Um, piece. I'm going to stretch maybe a little bit further into the future, but maybe it's really not as far away as we think it is. We we have a new partnership with a uh, organization called Hypercraft. So Hypercraft makes EV power units for outdoor recreation. Mm. Um, and we had some really interesting conversations with them when we first started because my initial, you know, kind of look into EV, how it relates to OHV use was like, wow, we're really going to up horsepower. <laughs> we're upping torque. We're upping weight. You know, what's this potentially going to do to, to the trail systems? But what I've learned um, through this partnership is it also provides us some really cool opportunities. So, you know, say we're in an area and I'm, I'm going to talk about Sedona. So say we're, we're, we're in Sedona and we have uh, somebody that's coming to town and, and they've you know gone to one of the rental outfitters there on 89A and they want to access the trail system. So we've got to go through residential areas to access those trails. Um, EV is going to offer us the opportunity to actually geofence oh, nice. um, and control speed um, until we get to the trailheads. Um, wow. How far away that is, not quite sure yet, but the technology exists. That's cool. Um, okay, wow. Obviously, we, we're addressing noise um, as well um, with EV. So um, I think EV has some really interesting opportunities um, to hopefully maybe address a few of the challenges that we face. Um, you know, Matt referenced it. Sometimes everybody just thinks motorized recreation, it's it's fast and loud. It's all the animals out there tearing up the roads. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I, I'm excited about EV and, and to see what that can bring. And, you know, right now, several of the OEs are, are bringing EV, EV units already. Um, but I think we're going to continue to see that expand forward. That's awesome. I had no idea that that was in the works. That kind yeah. of stuff's in the works. You guys are like getting to be high tech, <laughs> like scientists, OHV scientists. That's what you guys are. <laughs> Oh, man. I think the other thing that can intimidate sometimes people with the grants is that match line item. Oh, right. And um, again, use Tread Lightly as a resource. We have industry partners nationally, and a lot of times those industry partners are willing to put funding into you know, project and, and work, we call it boots on the ground, uh, to get stuff done. So maybe you have an idea of, hey, I want to do this project here, but I'm scared to write the grant. I'm scared to have to come up with the the match. Maybe I'm not a nonprofit, which some of them require nonprofits to apply for. Reach out to us. That, that's what we're here for. That's, that's awesome. That's the resource that you know we can be. Um, and again, from our standpoint, like I referenced, I've moved here, but but tread lightly in 2021, we realized we need to have a bigger impact. So we are actually in the process of pushing our team out into different areas in the country. So one step of that was me moving to Arizona. 
We have a program manager in Wyoming. We have one in Washington and Oregon now. We have one on the East Coast, and we have plans to add a couple more. So, um, but specifically here in Arizona, those grants use them to your advantage. Um, it's a great opportunity. You talk about involvement, clubs, individuals. Get together and give back to public lands. Dude, so this Tread Lightly is growing exponentially right now. And they have a representative on the show telling you to reach out to them to get stuff done to make the OHV community better. You know, that yeah. that's huge. And that, that means that you really care. I mean, that's that's what it's saying to me. I mean, you care and what you're doing is working since you guys are growing and out here saying, hey, what can we do to to make this a better situation? I love it. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And what a wonderful resource. If you have ever written a grant before, <laughs> I have. It is seriously a tough you know, challenge. I mean, it is not an easy process and I'm sure our program does the best to not add unnecessary things and keep it simple for people, but it can be really intimidating. So Matt, for you to say, come to us, come to tread lightly when you are, have a project that you're interested in and we'll help write the grant. We'll help find matching funds. I mean, that is an amazing way to activate this community that like you said, already cares and wants to give back. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, and to, to piggyback on that too, with our grants and trails team here at Parks, we're um, migrating to a new online management system. So we went through and did a complete overhaul of our application process. Um, and so now all the forms are individualized and broken out. And again, we're happy to meet with you to go over those um, and help you submit those to, to get the best score possible. Because we want to see the money on the ground being used going back to the community. Um, we don't want it to be, hey, well, I bought this decal. Where's the where's the money going? Mm-hmm. We want to be transparent and open. And um, so we've really tried to take a take a step back and look at our programs and how can we streamline it? How can we make the application process easier? Um, all those types of things. So. Well, jump on board, listeners. This is this is your way to to make a difference. It really is. It's right here in front of you, and it, and I really appreciate both of you being here and talking about this stuff today because it, it's super important at the just rate. This this is growing. It, it's crazy to have seen it, especially over last year. All these outdoor recreation things growing. One of the outdoor uh, network meetings we were in, one of the first ones, they were like uh, they, they didn't expect it to grow like that. Okay. And it's just kind of been this, uh, ancillary thing on the side, you know, OHV, they're kind of over there doing their thing until 2020, boom, huge presence. Now we got all these problems associated with it. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? And we got some solutions here. Well, and and like we've talked about before, you know, uh, 2019, I think we had roughly 130,000 registered off highway vehicles. Um, 2020 and 2021, we're looking at 20,000 more. So we're at about 150,000 registered off highway vehicles you wow. yeah wow. that with 50,000 miles of motorized trails and you know I'm assuming a lot of those new riders are going to be inexperienced and not know where to go like anything you're you buy the machine where do I go what do I do so that's where I think a lot of our programs with tread lightly with our marketing efforts within the agency we can help promote that responsible riding and better educate the, the growing off of the vehicle community I love it and and we're here to help Matt you got anything else you want to add on 
No, I mean, the, the, again, the D of the tread principles is huge to me. It's the do your part. Do it. Everybody can find some way to do their part. Right. You know, go join a cleanup. Um, become a member of an organization. I don't care whether it's Tread Lightly or it's another organization like us. Um, you know, get involved with uh, the stuff that Matt and the state OHV have going. There's opportunities to, to always give back to public lands. And like I said before, if we enjoy them, um, you know, and we feel that we have an ownership of them, then we need to give back to them. And, and I want the listeners to keep in mind also that there's going to be contact info for both Matt's on the show notes. And I want you to reach out, even if you think, oh, my idea might be stupid or whatever. It, it's not. Just just reach out and see what, what you can do to help the community. And I think that maybe the Matt's will be able to streamline a lot of different ideas into being beneficial for everyone. So just, just reach out and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, even if you're part of an organization and you'd like me to come speak or Matt to come talk, or I come and bring materials from Matt. Like I was just in Salome meeting with um, the Arizona desert riders. One of the members of the group said, Hey, why don't you tra- pass out trash bags with your logo and your website on them? I had never thought of that. I don't know why. Do we it's do that? Idea. Are we doing that now? I'm going to look into it. Well, heck yeah. I already have the pricing for you. Okay. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> Boom. Well, right on. Well, kind of things that can happen when people reach out and just, you know, get a hold of the resources and take action with the great ideas they have. So with that, I want to thank both of you, Matt, for the work that you're doing on this super important and very popular recreational program. It's exciting to see it grow and it's exciting to see the education and support you're providing for the community. Thanks, guys. And uh, thank you for listening, everybody. And we'll see you on the trail. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone.